Welcome to Together We Grow, our podcast at Mercy Connect. Join us as we explore the world of disability, interviewing guests who share their story and insights on their experience with disability. Hi, it's Trent here and welcome to this episode of Together We Grow. Sponsored by Mercy Connect, this podcast series sets out to explore a range of contemporary issues and trends impacting people with disability and those working within the disability sector. I'd like to acknowledge the people of the Radjuri Nation who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. Today I'm speaking with Steve Scheel, who is the General Manager of Customer Engagement at Personnel Group which is a disability employment service provider and for over 37 years has created equality through employment. Now, originally from Essendon um, in Melbourne, Steve lives in Wodonga now with his wife and two kids after a six-year stint in the UK. Now, he's always enjoyed working with people and has been in employment space for over 20 years. Steve's passionate about helping others to overcome their barriers to participate in their communities. And I just want to say it's great to have you here today with me, Steve, and thank you for your time. Oh, thanks for having me, Trent. Uh, looking forward to it. Fantastic. Now, first of all, Steve, I'm really interested to hear about uh, the personnel group and what motivated you to start working for a disability employment service. Sure. Um, so the personnel group, as, as you said, we're a disability employment service provider. We run uh, government uh, employment contracts. Uh, and we say, uh, we are what we say, uh, we are on the tin there. We, we find people a job uh, and we try and uh, keep people into sustainable employment um, and that uh, impacts um, our communities um, and we want more people to have more sets of choices in our communities uh, to live their, live their best life. And what sort of funding do you have? How does that come in for that, that service that you provide through that organisation? Yep, so that's federally funded. Um, these um, employment contracts are, yeah, are government funded uh, and basically it's funded if uh, we, we find people um, employment and we reach uh, particular milestones, then uh, that's how those programs uh, are funded. Fantastic. And do you see a great demand in the community at the moment with the work that you're doing through Personal Group? Um, yes, there's a, an education piece there too, Trent, where um, I guess there's a lot of businesses or employers that um, probably don't fully understand the scope of disability. Um, so there's an education piece and that's where uh, I guess the, the team that I work with, the engagement team, we spend a lot of our time out speaking to employers, service providers to um, obviously to um, have our services known out there but also have a flow of people into the service so we can actually um, you know, live our mantra and find people a job and create some equality through employment. And I think this is a great opportunity for both of us to, to really get that awareness out there for not only yeah. your work, but the industry more more wholesomely, yeah. And, and uh, Steve, what's some of, the, some of the challenges you might have seen in your role and, and particularly for people with disability they may be facing when they seek employment? Sure. Um, really, really, there's um, approximately 50% of the working age people with a disability uh, are unemployed. Wow. So that, um, that rate is, is just far too high um, and it's not, it's not getting better. So mm. that's, our, that's our challenge or that's mm. the challenge. Um, and as we said before, why we exist, we're here to support people and help people uh, to find that, um, you know, that, that long-term job uh, that changes so many other things in a person's life once you've got that security of employment and it gives you a whole set of uh, other choices. And you say 50% of people with a disability are unemployed. What are, I guess, some of the reasons or things that you're seeing that are causing that high rate of unemployment? Uh, a bit around education again, um, come, back to, come back to that. But um, I think people need to look at people's abilities rather than the disability. Um, you know, as we're a, a disability employment service, so um, you know, we want people to come to us if they're, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for employment or they want that job or make that change. You know, that's what we do for, for a living and we've got a lot of relationships in the community already. So, um, 
yeah, that's, uh, I guess, why we exist. And if people um, come to our service, we'll support them and link them to the right employer so they'll have long-term uh, sustainable employment. That's great. And, and in terms of the people that you'll see, in the, you've got 50% of people you just say are unemployed. How important is that relationship, I guess, with support services like, say, Mercy Connect or others, and other supports that people with disability might have? What's the relationship there and how important that is that to, to, to establish that working relationship? Oh, yeah. Absolutely critical. So... Um, like when anybody that um, is linked to our service, um, we're there to, to obviously find them a job, but um, in, invariably they need other support services around uh, within the community and um, we work just as hard to build connections with service providers like yourselves um, in the in the disability and the support service space uh, as we do employers because um, you know we're, we're we're good at finding people a job, but we can't support yeah. them in in a lot of other areas within their life. So. Um, yeah, those support services are critical. So you see it as a full package in the sense that there's employment, but obviously making sure they're, they're supported in all those other areas within their life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and for my ignorance, what's the process? And, and of course, you know, we work obviously very closely with personal, in, yep. uh, personal group, but what's the process for someone who's seeking employment? How do you approach that from entry to, to placement? Uh, very. Some, uh, some um, job participants or job seekers are, are referred um, to us by uh, Centrelink. Uh, others, we, we seek to go out and connect with service providers that may have the ability to um, refer someone into our service. So it's a direct registration that someone's um, got a, a, a disability or a mental health condition. Mm. Um, we'll come to our, to our service, register, um, we'll get that support and then link them out to um, the labour market and other, other support services. And is there any particular industry that's been reaching out or you're seeing a trend or, yeah? Um, I, I guess it, it varies in different labour markets uh, and different areas. So, um, you know, our footprint covers from um, our heartlanders here. This is where we where we began, but in Albury-Wodonga, but from at the outskirts of Melbourne all the way through regional Vic and southern New South Wales up to Canberra and um, the south coast of Wollongong. So mm. each labour market is a little bit different, but... Um, you know, we've people come to our service, and um, we'll we'll come in and, and and be really keen to work in hospitality. We've had um, people come in that have been, um, you know, ex principals of schools, mm. lawyers, solicitors that um, you know have had something occur in their life, mm. um, and they've got a disability and need need our support, and um, we we'll happily help them. And that's a really important point there. You know, we can gain a disability at any point in our lives and careers. And so right. uh, where some people may have a, a disability from birth onwards, as you say, someone might have an acquired brain injury or some other event that changes their trajectory. And do you, do you see that and how that adjustment works for people and you support them through that as well? Absolutely, yeah. So we've got two programs um, uh, within the, the disability employment um, space, people with uh, a lifelong um, disability and those that have got a disability that... Um, with support um, mm. can work through. I guess, you know, you talked about the businesses broadly, but I'm interested in noting that we're in, you know, the labour market, the people are screaming for employees at the moment. Uh, so how could you, what do you think businesses, either, you know, small or large, could better support people with disability uh, to gain meaningful employment? Um, probably the one thing I'd say there, Trent, is to be open um, and uh, sometimes to be able to uh, either create a job mm. um uh, or, or what in our industry we call carving a job where they're open to employing someone and breaking a job down so somebody may be able to complete 
seventy uh, percent of the tasks mm. associated with a you know a particular position description or role um, to be open minded to to maybe slicing up a role that um, a person with a disability can um, be successful in. And do you feel and or think that there's a stigma out there in the community about employing someone with a disability? I I think there is to a degree. It, it's getting better, and I. I sort of come back to that education piece mm. again you know that's um uh, a lot of what uh, the our engagement team do is um you know we'll, we'll go and sit down with an employer for the first time you know at their place of business and, and talk about their business and um and then you know the, i guess the the conversation goes to the scope of disability and yeah. you know that realization that well mental health is a disability mm. um you know a lot of people um probably haven't uh, aren't aware of that and mm. then all of a sudden they're thinking well you know, if they've got a reasonably sized business, well, one in four people uh, have a disability or mental health condition uh, at some stage of their life. So they're probably employing someone with a disability um, right now without uh, realising it. That's and a that's great, a, great uh, observation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really important to realise that, that it is through our community, disability in all forms. Uh, and, and it is about, it's not even taking a risk or a chance. It's just providing employment to anyone else who just happens to have a disability. That's right. And another thing there is around, you know, adjustments, you know, um, I guess that scope of disability, it's, um, you know, it's not always someone with a physical disability, but there's a lot of adjustments that can be made within an organisation um, to, to assist a person with a disability, um, yeah, to acclimatise to an organisation and a role and, a, and an environment. And well said, there is an unseen disability in our community. Absolutely. And um, it is treating everyone the same and there's a basic human right. And Steve, what advice would you give someone who's maybe listening to this podcast today uh, that has a disability, wants to get a job? What steps do they take? Um, I would just say, um, you know, if you have a disability and you want to work, then use the supports and the, the services around you. Um, you know, there's a lot of other services like ourselves out there and uh, we do exist to, to, to find you a job, so um, use us. We've got really deep connections within our communities uh, with the local labour market employers, service providers. So, um, you know, if you're ready uh, ready to work, we would absolutely love to assist you and, um, you know, utilise the supports that are there. And, and what sort of, um, I guess with that, you know, say someone has anxiety as well as perhaps an intellectual disability or other disability, and they might be feeling that reservation, that, that fear that's pretty normal, you know, when going to something uncertain, what, what sort of steps would they take, you know, or, you know, you talk about reaching out services, what sort of things would you, would you explore with them? Um, we've we also run uh, pre-employment programs. We've got a, um, a pre-employment program we're running at the moment called Pathway to Work. So if somebody's mm-hmm. um, um, got a disability and, and uh, an NDIS plan, we can mm-hmm. we can um, offer some um, Pathway to Work pre-employment training, and it just covers off a range of things from uh, soft skills to presenting yourself to digital literacy, uh, travel training, all wow. sorts of things that. Maybe um, a person with a disability might need to, um, to to look at prior to to getting out there and actually looking for that first job. Um, but there's a lot of other um, other things that um, we can uh, link them to to get them ready to work. Um, yeah, sooner rather than later. Fantastic. And do you see um, with that employment, so say someone might be limited in leaving their home or at least their, their circumstances prevent that or, or their, their range of uh, movement or travel is limited, are you seeing more roles that are perhaps being remotely offered or you know being able to work from a virtual setting perhaps? Uh, absolutely. That's been a trend you know, as we're, we're, all, we're all aware with, with 
um, probably after the onset of COVID. Mm. Um, the flexible uh, workforce is, is certainly uh, talk of the town at the moment. Um, but I would, I would suggest, yeah, that's absolutely the case. And I'm going to ask you, without with particulars or specifics, do you have any, I guess, one or two um, really, you know, stories or, or people who have gone through that employment process that you hang on to as a success story that you're very proud of? Is there any that come to mind without naming names, of course? Yeah. Um, probably just examples would be for me that, um, you know, a person's presented, um, were, you know, living on um, a friend's couch, uh, no transport, um, and you know that 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 employment has changed their their sets of choices. So um, you know, two years down the track, that person's got their own flat, paying rent, bought their first car, wow. as, you know, driving themselves to work. Yeah. Those sorts of stories, um, you know, really ring true to me, and um, that's one of the reasons why um, I guess I got into this to this industry is um, you know how rewarding it is to see somebody's life um, changed so much through um, stable employment. It's, um, yeah, it's really rewarding. It's life-affirming. We, we certainly see uh, the people we serve, you know, when they come in either through service or the supports that we provide, um, when they get their first job or even get that work experience, that, that uplift, that sense of purpose and that, that confidence that arises. Is that probably similar things you're seeing on oh, your side? Yeah, absolutely, Trent, 100%. Um, and that's, I think... Um, that's why a lot of our staff do do what they do. Mm. Um, you know, they get out of bed every morning to, to make a difference in someone else's life. For us, it's through employment, um, and you know, the rewards are, are amazing once you once you see the change uh, yeah. in that person and um, you know where they might be in their life twelve, you know, twelve to twenty four months down the track with secure ongoing employment. And do you see um, when people do employ, you, you generally get some longevity with their roles? I mean, I know we have a person we support in Mercy Connect and they've uh, changed a job three years ago and, and still have that job, very proudly yep. wear the uniform. Do you see that longevity when they get the roles? And Yeah, I guess it's, you know, we're talking about people um, mm. and uh, recruitment and, and people's not an exact science, of course, Trent. Of course. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we see that um, people with disability are productive, safe and really loyal team members. Uh, and once they've found that right supportive employer, um, you'll have them... Um, for a long, long time. Yeah, they are very loyal. Uh, absolutely. That's fantastic. And you mentioned just before about, you know, where you'll support people who have perhaps an NDIS plan. That's the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, just curious, what's been your experience working with the disability scheme or the NDIS? Yep. Whether it's support coordinators, services or the people themselves. What's sure. your observations? Um, so that's an area where obviously the disability employment service um, pro. Um, contracts that we deliver are, uh, are separate to that and I think a lot of people automatically think you know where we must be an NDIS provider mm. um, but um, I mean my experiences have been have been good ones um, at the moment we're delivering um, we've recently acquired an allied health uh, organization in Melbourne Great. that deliver psychology services to um, people with an NDIS plan uh, in particular uh, young people, uh, so that's been an eye-opener for us and a new a new experience. Yeah. So we're looking uh, to grow that hopefully uh, uh, over time into some of our other uh, regional areas, um, and also as I referred to the the pathway to work uh, pre-employment um, program we're running is a an NDIS service as well. So um, yeah, that's growing with almost 100 participants in that program wow. now, and um, yeah, hopefully that continues to grow. Um, but to your point, um, working with the NDIS. Uh, we go to a lot of 
um, peak body uh, conferences, etc., and, and you probably do too, where uh, the government is talking about trying to get the Disability Employment Service to, to work closer with um, the support coordinators and the NDIS so there's more employment outcomes uh, for people um, that have NDIS plans. Um, and we're finding there's not as many people that have that finding and keeping a job in their plans as uh, maybe we, we thought there would be. So we continue to work to try and uh, educate there as well um, so we can help more people find a job and change their lives yeah, moving forward. That's great. And one of, the, one of the things we talk about through this series of Together We Grow uh, is the investment in NDIS and they talk about sustainability and how it'll look in the future. And my comment you know, to everyone I've spoken to, so I'm interested in your thoughts, is for every dollar we spend, there's been research uh, done through the National Disability Service, which is the peak body, that there's $2.25 in economic return. But yes. let alone the, you know, we talk about the uplift, people feeling a sense of purpose is an immeasurable yeah. uh, side. What's your thoughts I guess, on improving the NDIS, particularly in this line of work that you're in. Any observations? If you had a mouthpiece to Canberra, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like I referred to before, is um, being able to um, connect with these support coordinators to ensure that people are aware that um, you know, if they choose finding and keeping a job as a line item um, that links to, um, it can link to a DES and, you know, we, we can go and be that connection piece to the labour market. Uh, and, and we will we will change those um, those stats. We'll get more people into work, um, and you know that'll that'll benefit the people mm. um, that w- that are in the NDIS and also the NDIS as a whole. So as you said at the start, it's about awareness, knowing that the line item might be there in their plan. Yep. Use it yep. <laughs> and uh, get that opportunity with perhaps a personal group. Yeah, that's right. I guess, Steve, um, you know, in your work, and again, I can hear the passion and the, the, the absolute genuine heart of what you're doing and the work you're doing. What are some of the things you wish the general public better understood about disability? Um, like I touched on before, that, you know, they are going to be very productive, loyal, um, wonderful employees. Um, I think maybe some uh, people or employers might think that um, the level of support or supervision um, may have to really increase, um, but in in our space we've got um, staff members where if we, um, I guess, create a role for someone with a with a local employer, we've got a, a, the ability to have someone on site for, you know, maybe the first five to ten shifts to make sure that both parties are happy, uh, they acclimatise, and uh, both um, the person with the disability and the employer are comfortable, um, and then uh, we can, um, I guess. Uh, exit there and if there's um, some speed humps along the way down the track we can come back in and provide that uh, on-site support again if it's required but mm. it depends on the depends on the employer the environment whether that's um, uh, required but where we do provide that on-site support to uh, both parties we, we seem to get better outcomes and more long-term outcomes too. And as you said before, it's critical that, again, service providers work with you in a, in a hand-to-hand partnership to ensure the people are set up for success, that they have that continuum of support, and the employers, as they bring uh, people with disability into their, their, their workforce, right. uh, to ensure it's sustainable, successful, and with the outcomes that you're trying to achieve for those people, correct? Indeed, yeah. And the employers are you know, just as important here. You know, they're employing someone with a disability and if they haven't before, well, they might need some guidance and some support to do so. Um, and that's, you know, where we come in. And there's also some external, um, um, I guess, opportunities to, to educate their, their workforce, whether that be their, you know, their management team or the people that are supervising um, the staff. 
um, through uh, disability awareness training, uh, job access. I've got a, a range of a suite of products that um, employers can tap into if they've got someone working for them with a disability. So uh, I think that's probably a, another untapped resource for um, employers out there. That's great. And uh, look, unfortunately, our episode's coming to an end today, but I, I just really want to thank you uh, on behalf of Mercy Connect at the very least, uh, one, for being a guest today on Together We Grow. And as I said, you, you, you just exude passion and concern for this uh, area of work and the support you're giving for people with disability to achieve meaningful employment. So thank you, Steve. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Trent. No, that's great. Now, as um, Steve has alluded to and said many times and very clearly, and uh, I'm going to say it again, if anyone's listening that today that has a disability and might be seeking employment, or perhaps you're looking to employ someone with a disability, I strongly encourage you to reach out to the friendly team at Personnel Group, and you can do that at personnelgroup.com.au, and they will see if they can find you a solution today. This week, I leave you with a quote from Megan M. Biro, who's the founder and CEO of Talent Culture Consulting Group, who said, employees engage with employers and brands when they're treated as humans worthy of respect. I'd like to thank everyone who has downloaded or streamed this latest episode of Together We Grow and look forward to welcoming you back again for our next episode, where we'll continue to hear stories and shared learnings and experiences from people with disability and those that support them. And remember, that it is together and only together that we grow. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Together We Grow. For more information, check out our website, mercyconnect.org.au.